Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me tell you a little bit about our first guest. I'm so excited about it. Um, This week, Meta introduced a new platform to the world of social media. Threads, as it is called, has sprung up at a time of, of trouble for its direct competitor, Twitter. Now, tens of millions of people have already signed um, signed up for the newest piece of web candy, and the Bluebird isn't taking this challenger lightly. So how did this all get started and what should we expect next? Now we're going to ask Wired staff writer Amanda Hoover. She joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, how are you, Amanda? Hi, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. You know, I'm I'm glad that you joined us tonight. Here's the thing. We have so much going on in technology. Everything is changing, it feels like. There's changes all the time. And I don't know if we're able to keep up with it. I know that this is what you do at Wired and so many Mm -hmm. others do. But so many of us are overwhelmed with how many changes there are, especially the challenges between Meta and, of course, Threads. Tell us more about Threads. Yeah, Threads is a new social platform. Um, It debuted Wednesday evening. It's a lot like Twitter. It's a microblogging platform. So that means that people can post text, video, photos. You know, they look a lot like tweets. They're not called that, though. Um, So it's, it's very similar to that, where you have followers, you can see celebrities, you can see brands, you can see posts from important people. Um, and it's meant to, you know, be a place for public discourse, which is also what Twitter has become, you know, for better, for worse, lots of controversies around the public discourse on Twitter. Um, so Threads is very similar to that. It is linked to Instagram. So anyone with an Instagram account can sign up for Threads. And that is the thing that ties it a bit more into, you know, the meta universe. Right. The meta-universe is gigantic. We know this. Gigantic. So when I read that it's 30 million people that signed up within hours on threads, I thought to myself, well, meta is so gigantic. I'm not surprised at that. I would have thought it was 130 million. What about you? Yeah, it was a really quick rate. Obviously, they have a lot more users that they can still tap into. Um, They did decide to tie this platform to Instagram instead of Facebook. There are even more users on Facebook than there are on Instagram worldwide. But this is an amazingly fast adoption of a new app. You know, most new apps have to grow sort of organically. Um, We 
you can see like, you know, with TikTok, it took a bit longer for that to become such a big part of the con- the conversation worldwide. And Threads is just taking off at a rate that really, really is surprising. Um, it's, it's sort of unprecedented even how fast people are adopting this. But at the same time, it's so easy because all you have to do is download the app and within a few clicks, you know, it can port over all of your followers and people that you follow from Instagram. So it's a lot easier to get started on there versus trying to sign up for a new app, find people that you know, find people that you're interested in. You know, this brings some of that over, at least from Instagram. So is this really all about getting rid of Twitter? It certainly seems like a big direct competitor. And I think a lot of people that are signing up that are maybe eager, you know, people have been looking for a Twitter alternative for in, in different ways ever since Elon Musk bought the platform last fall. Some people have left over ethical concerns. Some people have left over moderation concerns. And Threads also benefited from arriving last week. It was a very opportune time because a lot of people were upset with Twitter again. Um, Elon Musk had temporarily over the past weekend, being the, the July 4th kind of holiday weekend, he had temporarily limited the amount of tweets that accounts could view. So right. a lot of people thought, you know, this is the final straw. If I can, it's one thing, you know, the ethical concerns. It's another if I can barely use the platform. Um, that was, again, like a temporary limit. But that that kind of set threads up to come in pretty nicely where you have people that were really, really eager for a Twitter alternative. At the same time, you have the head of Instagram and, you know, threads is also saying that this isn't a platform that's meant to replace Twitter they don't necessarily want to be a place for politics and hard news, which Twitter is really famous for. They want to be a place for conversations about entertainment and sports. You know, whether they can keep that differentiation um, and what people use it for will really depend. So they're saying, you know, it's not a Twitter replacement, but it looks a lot like Twitter. Well, you wrote the article, How Threads Could Kill Twitter. How Threads Could Kill Twitter. Um, some people will sit back and go, well, no, that's not going to happen. Yet we know that it can go further than we ever thought it could go. How far can it go? It's, it's really, there have been a couple of apps over the past few months that have emerged as Twitter alternatives. You have Blue Sky, Post News, Mastodon is another decentralized right. microblogging service that's been around for a few years, but really saw surges in sign up. And there's some hiccups with all of these. Blue Sky still invite only. Uh, Mastodon is run by volunteers, so it can't handle the massive amount of people that have like run on the threads. Um, so one, threads, because it's backed by Meta, has deep pockets, a really experienced engineering team, things that have made the rollout fairly smooth for the massive amount of people that are joining the platform. Um, and at the same time, because it's Meta and Instagram has such a great reputation for brands, and for advertisers, that could really be the thing that has a huge impact here. Advertisers have already been fleeing Twitter ever since Musk took over. They're really upset with a lack of moderation. You know, they don't want their their ads to appear among really offensive and hateful content. That's not good for their brand. And they feel a bit safer generally on a platform like Instagram. So there's no ads there. It debuted without ads, but that's, you know, not expected to last. And at that point, advertisers could really rush over to threads where there's all this excitement and there's people, there's a way, 
connect with consumers. And that could be really further devastating for, for Twitter that already runs, you know, has a lot of financial problems. Right. And of course, um, when I read that Threads is not available in the European Union, I immediately thought, okay, that's a problem. Do you see it as a problem? It it could be. That's a huge audience to be missing out on. You know, we're already seeing tons of people sign up. That could change in the EU. It's, It's really a privacy concern because the EU has much stricter privacy laws than many other places in the world. So, Meta could decide that it wants to get in line with that. That may not happen. That's a big question mark of what happens next. But if you want to become the place for these big conversations around sports entertainment, you know, those are things that operate without borders and people really care about those things across continents. So if you really are excluding so many people and and so many storylines, you know, if those storylines continue to play out on Twitter? Does that bring attention back there? We, we kind of have to see how all of that shakes out and how a big event will, will play out in conversation on threads. A lot of the topics when people first downloaded were just kind of about using threads and the experience and if they liked it or not. You know, that was, that was the big conversation to be had. So as we have big global events, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I'm not quite, you know, I'm not one of those that can really understand uh, the technology that we're looking at when it comes to meta or threads, right? Um, But you wrote in here, threads doesn't have a trending topic section, and the Mm -hmm. search feature seems to only bring up accounts, not specific topics or posts, which makes it initially less appealing for anyone following big news events. Now, that's huge to me as a host, you know, a radio host. If if it doesn't do that, why, why not? It could be, you know, they've said that there's a lot that still needs to be added to threads. There's a lot that they're still playing with. Um, But it could also show that this isn't necessarily meant to replace Twitter and do what Twitter does, which is, you know, you look at the trending topics, you can see what's happening around the world, what the big stories are. You can go and search and see tons of tweets on those topics from people that you don't follow. Personally, as a journalist, like all of those features for me, you know, are are really great. Um, things I've used throughout my career. You can't do that on threads right now. It it could be that they, you know, want to be a, a different place and they want to be a place they've so far emphasized brands and celebrities and creators, you know, offering offering a version like Twitter to, to people that are big on Instagram, which works pretty differently. So whether or not they, they update those things, some of those remain to be seen. Um, it, it could still be fairly successful, but it would verge into something quite different than what Twitter is. Well, I'm just really grateful that you understand it all because I don't. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are probably millions and millions of Americans that don't get it. But do we need to get it? Do we need to understand this change that is happening? Because it sounds like it's important <laughs> and it sounds like we all mm-hmm. need to know about it. I mean, it's been it's obviously been a huge story. Um I think time will sort of tell, you know, how vital this is, if this is a place that people need to be to know what's going on, or if it's a place that people might just enjoy being and enjoy seeing things that their friends have to say, you know, that's also what these platforms are sort of originally for was to to keep up with your friends and keep up with celebrities. Um, I don't know that everyone needs to be on any platform. You know, there's so many different ways to get information and all of these 
various competing social platforms that deliver it to us in different ways. You know, some of that can be preference. It all sort of makes big news kind of makes its way, though, across social platforms, across news sites, across the radio, TV. You know, there's still lots of ways to to digest what's happening. But there is a cultural moment um, that's, that's happening on threads right now. And we'll have to see if it can hold the attention of all of these tens of millions of people who have signed up so far, because that will be the real test. You know, what we've seen is right. a very successful launch for Meta. But if if people flee, if people don't engage, you know, then this becomes another failed Meta offshoot, of which there have been many. There's been some successful changes that they've done, some successful innovations on their apps. Um, this is a big swing to have this whole whole new app that they're ready to launch and whether or not people integrate it into their daily lives will take us a while to see how that works out. Oh, I agree with that. And uh, another question, if Twitter is dissolved, I mean, if it's just gone, wiped off, would threads continue? It, it could, you know, I think what we've seen, because they're, you know, obviously completely different um, companies, and there's there's a real hunger by many people that want this type of microblogging platform. There's been so many attempts to do it. It's just proved so difficult to sustain financially. So that that's the big question, too. Can, can Meta make this profitable for them? Can they make it worth their time? You know, they're a big, important social company. Um, they're right. taking big bets also on the metaverse. So this has to give them something, whether it just boosts their brand, whether it becomes something that they can turn a profit on. All of that will be really important for them to see. Twitter, on the other hand, we've thought a lot of times over the past year that it's going to be the end of Twitter. And it just keeps chugging along, um, much to, I think, a lot of people's surprise. We thought more things were going to break on it. We saw... A lot of glitches in the fall. Half of the Twitter workforce is no longer there since Musk took over. That was a very sudden, shocking, and immediate change. And mm-hmm. it's managed to continue. So we we haven't really seen any of our big, big social platforms in this new era that we're in where they're so vital to our lives. We haven't really seen them die. So it'll really be interesting to see what happens to all of that information, all of that history that's occurred on any platform, if it really closes, one that's been so vital to political discourse and news. You know, I don't know enough about it to really understand it. And I keep going over and over this article and I I keep saying to myself, you really don't get it, Gerilyn. And if I don't get it, there's got to be so many more that don't get it. How do we understand this? How do we get it? I think what... I think the takeaway is, you know, that there's a big hunger for a place that people can have discourse, that they can share news, that news can be broken, that they can get information. Um, And there just hasn't been a platform that can do that quite the way that Twitter has. It's been so significant. Um, We've seen, obviously, former President Trump loved Twitter until he left for his own very similar platform. And what's been said on there is, so important to local news history, national news history, international news history. It seems so simple that it's just, you know, firing off a couple of sentences and throwing them out onto the Internet. But these statements made there, there are some that are so important and 
that's what we're looking at. You know, what is going to replace Twitter if it goes away? Like we, we lose a lot in terms of public discourse if we don't have a platform like this to be our sort of digital town square. But like you mentioned, there's a lot of people who don't get it because this is still sort of niche relatively. Twitter is smaller than other social platforms. It's sort of used by overused by journalists and celebrities and, and kind of people in the media or people that are very engaged in those worlds. Um, there are a lot of people on the outside who kind of probably think that there's been so much talk about this and they've never touched Twitter and they don't intend to. Um, so that's important to remember too, that these are fairly niche and we'll see if threads might be able to change that because it is tapping into Instagram. It's introducing potentially a new audience and people that wouldn't have signed up to sign up for Twitter ever to give threads a try. And I think that's what meta really wants and to see if it can do it will never fully replicate what's going on on Twitter. That's a community and, and multiple communities that have built up over more than a decade. Your article on Wire, the very last two sentences says, threads might never be Twitter, but it might be a friendlier place for conversations. For now, most of the posts on threads are about the platform itself, but it will have to hold attention past its launch to avoid being shuffled off into the meta graveyard or failed Im imitators. To me, that said it all. <laughs> So, <laughs> as we keep looking at this, Amanda, I do hope I can have you back on. Um, as as this all keeps blowing up and getting bigger and bigger and bigger, I sure want to have you back on. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.